you're listening to In Your Face because life demands hard conversations. Watch on YouTube at I Am Tassian and stream on Apple and Spotify podcasts. So I read a quote from Tupac and it said, you have to be diligent with what you want. That perfectly describes today's guest, Adante Pointer Esquire. I have watched him literally grind his way to the top, jump over every hurdle and still treat himself in the process. He is the purest definition of town business, and I cannot say enough how my brother from another mother has been an inspiration to me on every level. His confidence, his swag, and his outright commitment to serve those most impacted in our justice system deserves more than applause. I'm just grateful and excited to have him become a part of the In Your Face family. He came with it so hard that I had to break this down into two parts. So here's part one of town business with the man, the myth, and literally a legend, a Dante Pointer. Oh yeah, like I was saying, no, you are one of my heroes because I've watched you literally come from, what was that, 20? 29th and Magnolia Street and yeah. literally, that's the trenches. <laughs> I'm the As they say, we got it off the mud. <laughs> we literally got it off the mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So my whole family, at least those that I know, you know, we're from West Oakland, my dad and my mom's side. So, and then given who my family were in terms of my grandparents and stuff, whether it was the Pointer Sisters or, you know, the Wait, other point. You related to one of Yeah, it was my dad's side of the family, but I didn't get a chance to know him very well, if at all. I never even thought about that. I just mm-hmm. thought, like... Don't last, ask me to sing. I just thought your last name was Pointer. I never even thought that was a connection. I literally just learned something today. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I grew up two blocks away from Mac or McClendon's High School. You know, so I always get, I mean, people who are a little bit older ask me about different people in the family with the point of last name and stuff. And then for my mom's, you know, my grandfather was like a real boss in, in, in the sense of like he was ahead of his, I ain't going to say ahead of his time, but he, he was a carpenter, but he turned it into a business. So he employed a lot of the men in my neighborhood on the weekends. So I would see the men in the neighborhood come to my backyard we were staying in my grandfather's house and um, signed up for work with him. And he would take them to different construction sites that he had and um, watch them work. So, you know, my work ethic and my hustle really comes from my grandfather because I saw it from a very young age. Like, yeah, he wouldn't let me sit in the bed on Saturday. It was like, get up, come sweep, come cut the grass, come paint, come take these tools. You know, so it started. That's what really ingrained the hustle in me. And you a hustler. No doubt. And so when you went off to school, you went to? San Diego State first. Well, actually, back up. I started out San Francisco State. Okay. And I found myself coming back to the block doing the same things. Too I had much. Been doing. Yeah, you know. So, Mama Linda said, get your ass yeah. out. Yeah. So, I've had an opportunity to go to San Diego. Right. My mom was like, look, you need to get out of here. And I knew it. Yeah. You know, so I wanted to go to San Diego State, did two years there, transferred to UC Berkeley, came back home. Go to, Bears. No doubt. To be a more active participant in raising my daughter, whom... You know, I had 18 years old during my first semester of college. Shout out, Day. Day to day. Day to day. <laughs> That's my heart. She's know. so cute. Yeah. Which is so crazy to think you have. And how old is she now? Ooh, she's going to be mad if I tell okay, her. Okay, don't say it. She's in her She's in her 20s. Which is crazy when I see her to think you have a daughter Absolutely. of That's, that caliber. Well, thank you. <laughs> no, we started early. Her and her mom. I mean, her mom and I. And uh, fortunately, we've been able to co-parent. And we're very proud of her. And she's, you know, into real estate. You know, she's into holistic medicine. She has businesses. 
you know, back in the day, I used to call it baby Oprah, and I just see it all blossoming. But, you know, it was tough because I was a teenage parent. You know, I barely was finding my way. We, we, we essentially grew up together. And so, yeah, you did. And I feel like we grew up together because our moms were close. And then yes. when we finally connect, reconnected, which I don't remember, but... Don't say it was too many moms ago. Come on now. It was too many I mean, that's because you older than me. Not no doubt. the same. But what I remember the most was like, we both worked in the same political office. No doubt. And I was like, that synergy. And I was like, that's, mm-hmm. I was like, that's weird. I mean, I never... Yeah, well, you know, isn't that yeah. interesting how we both at different times, but for the same people who are leaders in our community yeah. who are courageous. You know, I've never been, I've always supported strong black woman leadership, you know, as I was who led my household. So to go work with her was like an honor. And I understand, you know, everybody has different experiences and stuff, but she definitely looked out for me. You know, she <laughs> she gave me a job and took care of me all the way uh, through college, all the way through law school. So, no, it was. It was awesome. I always say that. I would never work for an elected official. She's the only one who will get that honor from me. <laughs> no, it's a hell of an experience, it's right? It's definitely a hell of an experience, yeah, which is why she's the only one that will get that honor from me. As soon as I finish that office, I said, I am going to the private sector. If I'm going to work this hard, I got to make money for it. You're going to work um, hard. But yeah, it's definitely an experience. And I salute every elected official that works in that position because it takes so much time and effort to really be a public servant. No doubt, in every sense of the word. In the public, every sense of the word. And a servant. Because so you two, literally are a servant. 100,000 people who feel like they're your boss. And you don't get paid for it. Nowhere near what you do. What could, you do. The right. effort, the time, the travel, the energy that they're putting into doing that work, it is insane. And so I salute them. Well, were you like me? Did you actually go to work for her or for other politicians or in the public service space thinking that maybe one day you wanted to be a politician or an elected <laughs> official? I think because my mom worked for the city, I never thought I wanted to be. I think I've always fought the idea of working in, in public service. Okay. So when I finally did decide, and it wasn't because of me, I her former communications manager was leaving and thought that it was a it would be an easy transition for me working as a reporter into that role. So okay. I fought it for a long time. I never thought that I wanted to be an elected elected official but i thought maybe after working there i potentially could make that shift after working in there i was like no i can't i can't sure. do this no it's funny how oftentimes i feel having worked in the public sphere the people who don't want to be the elected officials who don't usually are the ones that become the elected official well and they're typically the ones that are better suited for a hundred percent and i agree i have people so look we're gonna we're gonna elect okay. her in the office okay we just no, gonna no, draft no, no, no. her I will say some of the people that are in elected office, I've worked with them when I was, we all were staffers. Mm. They are now elected leaders now, and I applaud them. That My mind still has not changed. Right. And that's we not- work on her. That's not even because of like what I experienced working in office, or what I, not even what I experienced, what I witnessed. It's really because of the state of politics right now. Well, yeah, the bread is a problem, <laughs> which is why most of the people who want to become politicians on the highest level actually come from money. Yeah. But that's actually the problem because they come from money and where they we can't necessarily identify with the people, right? 2019, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'm getting it. Hey, I am with the people, you know. So, You're right. Lawyers for the people. No doubt, LFTP. You didn't build it yeah. up. Now, yeah. let's talk about that because okay. I that's one of the reasons I'm so proud of you, like seeing how you didn't build this firm from the ground up that's boss 
Shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. you know, <laughs> uh, it is bossy, but I don't want to be anybody's boss. You know, I'd rather be somebody's partner. You know, uh, the person who might be your your mentor, your guide. You know, because um, this is really about to me. Like I've been practicing law at this point, eighteen, going on nineteen years, and um, I learned a lot. I got a chance to sit at the elbow of one of the greatest, you know, John civil Burns. rights. Yeah, John Burns, one of the greatest civil rights attorneys. You know, pioneer, if you mm -hmm. will. And so I learned a lot of what to do and then also had enough time to think about how I wanted to do it, you know, moving forward, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, lawyers for the people or pointer of well the law firm, you know, we, 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 we think about how we're going to partner with the community to do that work in terms of in the courtroom, but also how we can take some of our experience and resources to help the community outside of the courtroom. And I think, I mean, I think one of the reasons I love the work that you do seeing some of the cases that you've been able to um or the people you've been able to represent and some of the cases you've been able to win is like so impactful because it really represents our community um thank you it's just amazing it's so profound i mean we know that we are overrepresented in the criminal justice <laughs> system and underrepresented in the boardroom no doubt. And one of the things that I always I took away from Congresswoman Lee the most, I mean, I didn't really learn a lot about history. I went to perform arts high school. I learned about music and those not history. That's our history, though. That is our history. But one of the things that I learned the most from her that I take with me with some Shirley Chisholm is um, if they don't want to give you a seat at the table, you bring a folded chair. And no I doubt. always think about that. Wait, hold on. A folded chair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, the folding chair. A whole different meaning there. The folding chair is a part of our history. Shout out Riverbank. Yeah, shout out <laughs> Riverbank. Look, that's me. We swimming. Come on, we gonna get there. Right. Shout out to Furby Park. That's where I learned. Yeah. <laughs> Furby Park. Furby Park. That's Woo. where I learned how to swim. I used to go there and skateboard. But more importantly, you know, that's the home of the Black Panthers. Yeah. They used to do a lot of organizing that. Which, that was in my civil rights book. Absolutely. That flows through my vein and part of it influences what I do today for sure. Yeah. And so like still see another generation still keeping up the fight and doing it the way you do. Um, so bold, so brilliant, and with so much swag. Oh, man. Every Thank time you. I oh, see you, I'm like, I, I was like, oh, that's <laughs> my brother. I'm like, y'all see my brother? That's my Thank brother. You. Thank you. That's my, and to know, like, to really know where you came from, that's not a Drake song. That's, that's not a, that's not no, a slogan. Nobody gave us anything. No, you literally yeah. built it from the ground up. I remember your mama and them dolls. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Hey, moms, man, <laughs> moms wouldn't accept anything but my best. Oh. There was never an act. She never let me have any excuses. And so although it was painful on the way here, you know, it, it kind of provided the foundation. Like, I'm like, look, we have to push forward. We have to make it happen. And even for her, she was a part of doing the shoe giveaways for the Black Panther. So she would tell me about that. So my idea always is being community oriented and how to help our community. You know, it's not enough for me to just have something. I'm trying to have everybody have something. I want everybody to be in position, you know, and that's similar to the work you're doing right now. I have always done. That's how I've always seen you, right? Which is, you know, you've been pushing to advance our community forward. So, you know, this conversation is long overdue. She thinks she's going to interview me, but I'm going to interview her because y'all need to know all her business. Too. Do you see how he always <laughs> try to switch something up? This ain't about me. This is about you. This it's about, about you. it's about us. It's about we. Oh, brother, that's why I love you. It's about what we. would you say was the hardest thing? that you had to overcome 
on your pathway up? Whew. You know, there's been so many levels, mm -hmm. but I think um, fear or the, or the idea that's implanted in our heads from early on, from early on, like, can I do it? Can I make it? Am I worthy? Mm. You know, um, one of the joys that I get is actually being out in public and somebody comes up to me like, man, I've been seeing you, man. I appreciate what you're doing, man. Right on, brother, man. Because when you're doing this stuff, you know, it's like they say, when, you, when you're playing the game, you ain't got time to check the scoreboard. Right. You know, especially this level of what we're doing, you know, so I'm just doing it. I'm reacting based upon my training experience and also my heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it always makes me feel good and like I'm going in the right direction. If my people who I don't know, but present themselves, however, just in my journeys, come up to me like, man, I saw you on the news. Why don't you was saying exactly what I wanted to say? You know, don't let up. I'm like, OK, good, because I want to represent my community. I have a platform. I want to use it to say what they can't get an opportunity to say. And so I just always feel good just knowing that. So, but the fear of not performing, of not being adequate, of not bringing home the victories for our community—that's what drives me. You know, some people are driven by success. They want the possessions, they want the accolades, they want you know the approval. I'm always thinking about what if I let my people down? Mm. You know, what if I show up to court and I didn't think through that argument? My stuff's not prepared. You know that, and and I and I set back everyone who's coming behind me because I, I didn't uphold the standard. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's what keeps me up at life. That's why I don't have, you know, my sleep hours. You know, my hustle bullies my sleep consistently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know? I know because we were talking last night and you fell asleep on me. Oh, you know, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's, brother? That's a trait of mine. Brother? And it's because I'm like I'm like a computer, right? At some point in time, you go hit the screensaver. You know what I mean? But it was like seven thirty. Yeah, but I've been up probably since. I like know. 4 I need to get mad at you. I was like, brother, we were talking. You was in mid sentence. You were. It wasn't even me talking. I was listening to you. You yeah. was like, da -da -da -sis, da -da -da. yeah. I was like, my brother, heck of tired. I need to get mad. I just sat there for a minute. I pressed a few buttons in your ear. <laughs> Did you? Oh, I wow. pressed a few buttons. I remember that. I thought he was like. Yes, sis, I'm heck tired. I was like, yeah. I know, brother, you should go to sleep. I didn't right. even, I didn't even tell you. Well, I know I need to be fresh for today. Okay. I know, I know. I need to tell you. I was like, you should go to sleep, brother. I think mm. I said it's been a long day. Mm. He was like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna go to sis. I'm gonna, yeah. sleep. I'm gonna see you tomorrow. I was like, yep. I started cracking up when I heard good. Well, you know, one of my favorite. Look, I'm glad it was you because I mean, you know, we can laugh about it. But you know, keep it real. Like one of my favorite sayings, people always ask me, like, man, when do you rest? And did it. I'm like, you know, my business hours are eyes open to eyes closed. Yep. You know, so, you know, I can't, obviously I can't do it forever. But while I'm in this, while I'm occupying this position, while I'm at the tip of the spear of this fight, you know, it's too important. So, and that's what keeps me going. But at some point in time, I hope to pass the baton to the next generation of attorneys who I'm hopefully influencing and mentoring and guiding. And not when I'm ready to be the crypt keeper. You know mm. what I mean? I want to do Ooh. it while I can still enjoy life, but also actively help and participate. Honestly, and I think that's why we are in the space that we are in um, socially and politically, not just in Oakland, but across this nation, is because so many people are the crypt keeper. They have not done their job of putting people in place, yes. of not only not even putting them in place, but preparing them to take over. Uh, we got people standing in front of podiums, unable to speak. They stuck. <laughs> Isn't that, that something else? It's a problem. Well, you know, I, when I grew up, I'm sure you've heard the saying, like, 
you know, the leader out the mouth of babes. Yeah. You know, the youth will lead. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's true. And that's why we have stagnant ideas. You know, it's, it's already been proven. The older you get, the more conservative you get. Yeah. The less open you are to change. The more you just, okay, we're routine. Well, man, if we stick with the same routine, we're always going to be in last place. Yeah. So we have to shake this up. We have to be disruptive. We have to do something different, model it, and also show, sow the seeds of our future now and water and nurture them so that when they're ready and they poke through the ground of that darkness and they're ready to get the light, we have something to give them. And then trust them with it. Yeah. You know? That's the problem is our lack of trust and our lack of willingness to trust. No doubt. It's a struggle. And I think it's like our city, and I would love to get your input on this. Oh. We are in a, the most dire situation I have ever seen the state of Oakland. Oakland's in a... Yeah. And I'm not even saying from... You can be on whatever side you are from sure. a leadership standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not commenting there because mm -hmm. I think that that is a dynamic that can take you so many different roads. Agreed. But I'm saying from a social standpoint... At the end of the day, we all need to be able to take a seat at the table and have conversation mm -hmm. to direct our story and to direct the narrative. People, it seems to me it's a lost art of understanding what the goal is and figuring out how to have a permanent interest. You know what I mean? Like safety, uh, abundance, resources, you know, you should be able to do all of these things. And people gonna have different ideas about how to get to the goal. But we should also be able to understand where we could collaborate mm -hmm. or give an opportunity, or give uh, a, 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 a viewpoint, an opportunity to prove themselves right or wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, have a pilot program, mm -hmm. you know, before you go feet, two feet in on something. You know, we don't have these abilities to kind of, at least in my opinion, to figure that out. But like Pac said, which is my favorite rapper, you know, my generation, if you will. But like Pac said, he's like, man, they were talking about crime and asked him in an interview. He said, look, I'm in the hood. I'm just afraid of the murderer. As a person up in the hills yep. or the person who's rich. Like when I come from the ATM, you know, from getting some money, they're not sparing me. Yeah. So I have the same fears as someone who doesn't look like me or someone who is more affluent than me or richer than me. You know what I mean? We all want to be able to have safety. We all want our grandma to be able to go to the store and come back and not see and not feel afraid or be robbed and stuff. Yep. So when you understand that that's a dynamic, that's the commonality, then you build around that. We can always talk about the differences, but who's going to break it down to the common denominator and then be a leader to to galvanize people around issues? Yep. You know, but, you know, and I'll just finish with this. I just when you understand the city of Oakland and our place from a historical perspective, you know, then you understand why we have so many forces external or outside of our city coming here who benefit from tearing it apart. Mm. You know, this is the home of black resistance. This is the home of allies. The Bay Area is where Black Panthers and hippies came together in order to challenge the system, where labor came together and overcame some of the racial uh, disparities that was inherent in labor from the beginning and came together, whether it was the sleeping car porters in West Oakland or the people working at the port of Oakland or of Richmond. We came together to forge together to get better wages and laws for labor. But you see, that's in the rear view. People don't talk about that. So instead, when we see the windshield, which is in front of us, all we see is differences. Not understanding that this is where the idea of people coming together with allies in order to forge forward and fight forward towards a better common experience for everybody. So that's what I'm on. You know what I mean? But, but you know, that's, thank you. But I don't know if I'm smarter or if I'm just, you know, 
I just feel my people's pain. And I had an experience of growing up understanding that you need more people than just yourself in order to really, you know, make progress. I mean, if I get a problem, I know who my attorney is. <laughs> I don't have to worry about my representation. Well, well, never. You know, come on, come on, come on sis. All you got to do, hey, all you got to just throw the hat up in the air. <laughs> I don't have to worry about my representation. Not for the few issues. But no, what you said about Pac is so true, and it makes me think of, for me, I love Pac. I remember, like, I still remember mm-hmm. that he got killed, but even for me, the new, not even say the new generation Pac, but another person that really reminded me of Pac and literally devastated me when he was killed um, was Nick. And he would always say one of my favorite songs um, was Bigger Than Life. And he would say, I hope your opportunity survives the opportunist. And I right now, I think in the state, not just of Oakland, but of urban communities across the nation, we have yet to, what we don't see is that our opportunity is not like it's not surviving the opportunists. Mm. Opportunists in America absolutely are taking advantage of our opportunities. Of the chaos of the, of the chaos, our our inability to work together, to come together, mm-hmm. to, to come to solutions because we're unable to communicate with each other, because we're unable to sit down at the table mm. to say Here's my here are my issues, here are your issues. How do we come to a consensus Agreed. to solve our problems? Agree. How we're unable to walk into a room together to hold them accountable, then they're able to that part. they're able to come in and say, We're gonna divide and conquer. Absolutely. I'm gonna give you a- so come on and take it and check yourself before you wreck yourself.